Which angel do you want to be compared to? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We have at the juncture right now between last week's portion of Vayishlach and this coming portion of Vayeshev, noteworthy use of the word ish, usually translated as man, but both in last week's portion and this week's portion, the word ish has another connotation, and that of a spiritual being, a malach, or an angel. In last week's Torah portion, we have the encounter of Yaakov in the nighttime wrestling match with this ish, and in this coming Torah portion, Yosef is wandering trying to find his brothers, and an ish volunteers information, and he says, can I help you? Yosef says, I'm trying to find my brethren. For some reason, he talked in old English. But I'm trying to find my brethren, my brothers, and the Ish tells him, Shomati, I heard that they said they're heading towards Dosan, go that way. Contrast between the Ish of last week's portion and the Ish of this week's portion, in that Rashi tells us that last week's Ish is the quote-unquote evil angel, the angel representing Esav in his fight against Yaakov, in his fight against Torah, and it is the evil inclination, and the Ish of our portion is the good angel Gabriel, Gabriel. In addressing how are we to know the difference between the word Ish in last week's portion and the Ish of this week's portion, the famed Rav Chaim of Tzanz, the Dibre Chaim of Tzanz, points to a very interesting, subtle distinction between the two of them, rather than highlighting the the wrestling component, but on another area where they both have the opportunity to kind of rise or fail vis-a-vis a more more subtle realm, and that is the following. The angel of this week's portion volunteers information to Yosef. He notices Yosef seemingly uh, confused, Either his GPS batteries had run out, or he simply, again, didn't know the directions the brother were taking, brothers were taking, and he volunteers, can I help you? The angel in last week's portion, post the wrestling match, as it's coming to an end because it is morning. Why is it ending at morning? Rashi tells us because that is the time that the angels rise up to sing their song to God. The angel is asking Yaakov, to let him go. I, I need to leave. And Yaakov says, no, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. And the angel then proceeds to describe how Yaakov will be upgraded to the status of Yisrael, a name change reflecting a personality change, referring to a destiny change that is going to happen later in the portion, again, in last week's Parsha. But apparently... This angel had the capacity to pause and bless Yaakov prior to exiting to go do his song up in heaven, and he didn't opt to do so. Says Rav Chaim of Sanz that when you can provide good and you opt not to, and look at this, why is he opting not to? Because I need to go do something spiritual. I need to go rise above and then sing songs to God. That's akin to somebody who's on his way into the synagogue and says, I can't stop to help you find a sitter. I can't pause to help direct you because I'm in too much of a rush to do a spiritual endeavor. Well, that's a mistake. That, that's a bad angel. Someone, the, the one who is focused on 
personal growth, fulfillment, and unwilling to pause and ponder the needs of the other. In contrast to the angel of our Parsha, who is being described to us as giving, as providing, as being there to help Yosef. That thought that we have situations in our own lives where we could pause long enough to take note of somebody else's distress. We could pause long enough to help resolve somebody else's distress. And sometimes, hopefully very rarely, we get caught up in whatever it is that we are doing or planning to do or focused on that we lose sight of the other. And sometimes we're caught up in something that is actually a kosher pursuit, even an elevating pursuit, and that also inhibits our pausing to ponder the other or being attentive to the other or sensitive to the other, that's compared to that angel of last week's portion, that bad angel, the the troubling angel. Uh, Rather, our responsibility is to be Gavriel-like, to be like this angel of our Parsha who is attentive to the need of the other and again who is being described to us as available and ready to help the other. Thank God our world is filled with so much chesed and so many different endeavors of kindness and so many endeavors of giving, whether it's the various bikrucholims providing for the needs of the ill, whether it is the, the chaverims and the hatzalas and the shomrims, all the various organizations that so many people volunteer for. And I am always blown away and involved for years with the Chavra Kadisha here in Cincinnati. But, okay, like... I'm kind of a community guy. My role is community. But there are people who are super busy with so many other endeavors who will stop whatever they're doing for the needs of Chavra Kadisha to assist in the preparation before burial that the the body be attended to properly and prepared. And, you know, it's too... too, This is never planned. Not a long time to, to work out schedules. And there's so many people who... Stop on a dime for so many different types of acts of kindness for the other. Incredible. But there's a little bit of a risk. There are times when we can be so focused on those various chesed projects that they also become our project. It becomes the thing I do. And then we're at risk when we're involved in that very wonderful endeavor. We're running off to be involved, dedicating time to this cause, this organization, so many people putting so many hours uh, on boards and on committees for so many wonderful organizations. But there are times that there's another issue that I should be noticing that for whatever reason, if I really evaluate it, should have me pause and react to that issue instead. Now, this needs guidance, and everybody should have the, uh, the ability to, both through their own studies, uh, be able to begin to evaluate these, but also, very, very importantly, to have resources, to have individuals they can turn to when issues like this come up. How do I know? When do I pull out of an endeavor for the sake of another? But if we can't pull out, if we become... I'll use the term very, very, very loosely, addicted to the good that we do. That becomes our good. That becomes the me that I'm caught up in so that I can't be attentive to the fact that there's another factor that I should be noticing as well. Then we're in trouble. So certainly, if whatever is 
uh, are the, the target of our focus, what's drawing our time, is something mundane, is something that's of no great consequence and benefit to mankind, and I can't pull out of that, that's a big problem, but I don't think we're there. None of us are going to uh, stick with watching a football game rather than doing something of great import for another who we realize is in trouble. But we might not notice the other guy in trouble if we're so caught up in that game, and that's step number one. But I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about people who are, thank God, involved in lots of good, good things. Whether it's the time they dedicate to their personal growth, it's the time they dedicate to their families, time they dedicate to community, to various organizations. To be like the good angel Gavriel means being unlike that bad angel of our last Parsha who's being described to us as caught up in what he needs to do. He needs to be up there singing his songs to God and he can't recognize that, oh, what I should be doing with this moment is giving that bracha to Yaakov. Taking this message of the Divri Chaim of Sons, of Chaim of Sons to heart, we should constantly be evaluating and re-evaluating what it is that we're doing and how attentive we are to the various elements aside from whatever track we're on. And as wonderful as the track we're on is, we can't let that be so exclusive as to be inattentive to what's going on surrounding us. It's very demanding of us. But we are people with great capacity. And again, for the most part, it probably won't have anybody have to rewrite their schedules because there's so much good we're already doing. But they need to be attentive to the fact that there might be some other direction that in some situations we should be turning uh, or putting our attention toward. Doing so will make us far greater people. The great, the great people that we are, we moved up another notch. And as a tachless step, what can we do practically to implement this rather than wait for that situation? I think the most basic tachless step is to, to try to build that attention to what's happening surrounding us, the attention to the needs of others, being aware of the others that are surrounding us in our schools, in our schools, in our places of work, in our various social settings, simply trying to be more attentive to the needs of the other, stopping to ponder what's going on in the world of the other, the other who's not blessed with whatever various financial means I have, whatever family structure I have, whatever support group I have, whatever social networks I have. Being attentive to the others who are missing that will allow us to be like that Gabriel who notices there's a Yosef walking who's not quite sure where to go, and being attentive and walking over and greeting and being proactive and, and not being shy or humble, but ready to uh, be you know, a little more forward and ready to provide that giving. If we can do that, be like the Gavriel, the Ish of our portion rather than the Ish of that last portion, constantly compared to that giving, providing, caring, sensitive, attentive, uh, good Gavriel, so then we will be super likely to be heading the right direction to achieving our tachlis.